But one thing I can say about Dong, he had to learn English. And so here he comes to the United States, been here now, it's a two years or a year and a half? Two, almost two years. So I'm very proud of you for... Never knowing English, never speaking it, and uh, what a difference. Operation Christmas Child, the touch that transforms. At this time, as there's some soft music playing, I would like you, if you've brought some Operation Christmas Child boxes today, I just want you to bring them up, and I want you to lay them here on the altar. And uh, you bring them forward, so anybody that has an Operation Christmas Child box, bring it forward and just lay them here this morning. So that we haven't before the children are dismissed on the what children's shepherd. Come told on. You, you have the power to give someone hope beyond their wildest dreams. What if I told you it's right there in your hands? In your I know for some they brought them and took them downstairs, that's okay, but I appreciate it. contribution this morning and throughout the week. At this time, I'd like to have all of the Operation Christmas Child volunteers this week or in the last couple weeks, if you will please stand as we pray for these boxes and as we give you a praise offering. Please stand. Thank you so much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray this morning. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we're grateful for, Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ, who came and died for us. For, Lord, it says in your word, 
that God sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Father, may the message that is included within this ministry, Father, we don't know what's happening and we may never see what happens. We may never get a letter back. But Father, may it touch the hearts and souls and lives of every child. If one soul comes to know you as Lord and Savior, Father God, we've done our job. And so, Lord, we thank you again for the hands and the feet and the heart and the thoughts that were put into each individual box. And, Father, we thank you for the hundreds and thousands of boxes that are collected this week. Father, may your mighty power be upon them. In Jesus' holy name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And children, you are dismissed to go to Children's Chapel. The Touch That Transforms. Watch this brief video of a young man on a touch that transformed his life. I am Juan Workington, and this is my story. I was born in Nicaragua. From the time that I was born, I was diagnosed with a disease that caused me to lose my right arm at a very young age. So I was taken to this hospital in Managua. After the surgery, um, my aunt, she just, she just took off. She just left me there. So the uh, social workers took me to this Christian orphanage. Growing up in the orphanage, that was my family. Eighty-five kids, they were my siblings, and uh, we just grew up together. There was always something going on, a soccer game going on, uh, or a baseball game. One day at the orphanage, we were told that we were going to receive presents. These presents were packed for us by some people that lived really, really far away. The part that excited me the most about the shoebox were, the, of course, the new toys, um, wrapping them from their new packages, and uh, getting my own toothbrush. That was great because, uh, yeah, sometimes we had to share our own toothbrush because we didn't have enough for all the kids. For some of those kids, I mean, some of the kids at the orphanage even, for some of them, that was their first gift ever. And like for them to open up this brand new toy, this, this little car or this little uh, box of crayons, in a way, I think a lot of those kids felt, yeah, there is someone out there that does care for me. At the distribution center, we were offered this book called The Greatest Gift of All. I remember, I think every one of the kids run, lined up to grab that book. It had a lot of colorful pictures and it was in our own language and it was really easy to read and here was the book that explained the greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ I became a Christian because of all the things that I had put together about Jesus it then mattered that he had taken my family away and that I had this disease because yet he, Jesus, had died in the cross for me in the back of my head I always wondered what is it like having a family? What is it like to have a, a mom and dad or siblings? When I met the Workington family at the orphanage, it was, it was fun. I right away 
I clicked with uh, Ed, the dad of the family, and I just remember working with them and working with the rest. And I just, I had a good time using the tools that they were working with. One was the kid with one arm in the orphanage. He would show up very quickly when the day started, and he'd hang around, and just in case we needed something, and it seemed like we could communicate. Well, we had connected with Juan and made a bond, especially Ed had really made a bond with Juan. We really wanted to make a difference for someone, and the difference involved bringing them into our home and making them a part of us. That was something that we wanted to do, and of course, it was, it was about what God wanted us to do, really. When I arrived in Canada for the very first time, I was 13 years old and I was overwhelmed at seeing all the things that there were in this country. You gotta think about what it's like for, for an orphan coming from a country like that. He had no framework for how to deal with people. He hadn't ever had to trust anybody. He was on his own. Uh, he had survived on his own. I definitely understand what a family looks like now. I, it's so cool like realizing that they love me, that they care for me, and that they can, I can always count on them. Juan Jose Workington, Sexsmith, Alberta. Some of the things that I really like to do and that I feel that I kind of have a good idea about would be working with kids. I like the fact of going to orphanages and helping out, hanging out with the kids and playing with them because I know that they do need love and I know that I can offer that. I've been in their spot before and I know what it's like having someone who can just take a little bit of time out there of their life and play with me or play with them. For me packing up those shoe boxes it means a lot to me. I know and I've seen those faces how they reacted to those shoe boxes when they opened them. So for me to pack those shoe boxes boxes is extra special. I I as soon as I, I'm picking up something from the store I can already picture what that kid is gonna look like when he opens that new toy. I think everybody should do it. It's so great. Uh, we can the more shoeboxes we have, the more joy we bring to the kids who don't receive a gift and don't have toys or don't have simple things that we think they're simple, but to them they're amazing. God has a plan. And yeah, He did have a plan. Yeah, I did lose my arm, but look, I gained a family. I do have a disease that will last for the rest of my life, but yet it doesn't matter because my body's gonna die one day anyways and I am going to have a new body in heaven. A touch that transforms. It was just one touch and a simple gift that changed the life of one young man. And it makes me think of God's Word, and I would appreciate it if you'd open it to Mark chapter 1, verses 40. Mark chapter 1, and this is part 2 of the series, A Touch That Transforms, Paying It Forward, this November. It is the season that keeps on giving and giving and giving. This past week, 
It's always great to be able to, to give and to be challenged to give and to be challenged to show people love. And I hope that this week as we've spoke about paying it forward and as God says, given it shall be given unto you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall God add to your life and your bosom. I hope that you are giving with the right intention. A little funny, my wife and I were at Chick-fil-A and Every time you say, I want to buy somebody their meal behind us, they get a little bit alarmed and they're like, what do you want to do? It's foreign language. We in America are such takers instead of givers that we lose our sight and our focus on what our responsibility and our role is. And my wife and I, after saying we'd like to pay, and for the, the gentleman's, I looked in the rearview mirror and noticed it was a man in the car. And I want to say, this isn't in a bragging way, it's just a way to motivate you and tell you that little funny that we did. We're both like, let's just see his response. You know, we've done it before and we pull away and we never get to see somebody's response. So we're going really slow, really slow as we're pulling away and he's pulling forward. And she's like, and we noticed her pointing. So we're picturing what she's saying. Those folks paid free meal. Then we noticed him going, and we're like, Let's like whip it around the corner. We'll just stare at him. And I was <laughs> probably thinking, they are creeping, creepy people. And, uh, but it was kind of fun, you know, just to see the, the surprise and, and the joy it was just to receive a gift. To receive something is amazing. But to receive a touch from Almighty God, that's a whole other story. To see a young man that was touched by love from Nicaragua. Hard to say it out. But I must say this as well. That touch transformed his life. The family that adopted him. And just to let you know the rest of the story, the man that was behind us, we found out because one of Caitlin's friends was actually working the window and we didn't know that. We didn't know that Elise was there, so it was kind of funny. She's like, you're doing what? And uh, he ended up paying for the car behind them. And we handed him a card, and we said, I want you to give this card to him, which was our, our church card. And here's what we said. Tell the next man to pay it forward, to do something kind. Wouldn't it be great to build a community of believers that we just kept on giving and giving and giving? That's the heart of Christ. That's the ministry. That's the touch that transforms. Love helps and encourages. This morning, as we go into this message on probably one of the most powerful and most miraculous miracles that took place in the Bible, was of a leper, a man who was hit so with, with a difficult illness and a disease that people could see, that people would say, keep him away from me. He is unclean. He has a disease that I don't want. But it was the touch that changed his life. It was the life story of Jesus that changed his life forever. How many of you would say in your own life, I have a story. I have a message because I have felt the almighty touch from God. 
I know that today I have faced difficulties. But I know that with God in His everlasting arms has picked me up and held me when I couldn't hold myself. That's a touch that transforms. When Jesus walked over to that man and He reached out His hand, that was a touch that transformed His life. Where are you today? Is your heart open and receptive to make a difference, to pay it forward, to do an act of random kindness, to help someone, to be able to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, all because your touch transformed their life. Isn't it awesome to be a Christian? Isn't it amazing to be a Christian? People will say, what is Christianity? It's having Christ's likeness. That's what changes us. And all of a sudden, that old ugly devil rears his head and sin creeps up in our life. And I always say this, every one of us has a monster and then no longer we can't transform people's lives because the monster is now created and people can't see Christ's likeness in and through us. Today, listen as we read together Mark chapter 1 where Jesus cleanses a leper. Here's what he says in verse 40. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, and put forth his hand, and touched him, and said unto him, I will be thou clean. Doesn't it just do something for you? When I read stories of the mighty, powerful words of God, I get moved within my spirit to think that He can take a sinful wretch such as I and transform me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, all because He desires for every one of us to be clean. And in verse 42 it says, And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed, and he straightly charged him. And that word actually means, and he strictly, and he told him with authority, listen to me when I'm speaking. And as he spoke to him, he then sent him away. Sent him away. And here's what he said. Thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, and so much that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. Now what I want you to do is turn over to Luke. Luke chapter 17, and I'm going to read another story of where Jesus heals the ten lepers. In verse 11, in Luke chapter 17, it says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met with him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice said, I glorify you, God. Thank you, Father. He right then recognized his Messiahship. He knew who he was. love when the scripture says that he glorified him. Then in verse 16 it says, And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus, answering, said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the other nine? Where'd they go? What happened? They're not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. If your life has been wrecked and ruined by sin, you need divine intervention too. You need what only Jesus can give you. You need a miracle. You need to do like this leper and get to the feet of Jesus. If you today will come to Him with a humble spirit and with a heart full of faith, He will not turn you away. He will turn you around. That is His promise. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Father, bless the next few minutes. Father, hide me behind the cross and let Your words resonate in our hearts and in our minds. May Your Word prosper, may not come back void. And Father, we thank You for this time. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. We realize that the Messiah had compassion on Him. And here's what he did. He reached over and he extended his hand and he healed the leper. He changed his life. And then here's what he said. Do not say anything to anybody. Why? Why did he say that? It was because the Samaritans and some of the Jewish people were saying, truly, is he Jesus? And he didn't want to get uh, a whole bunch of scuttle stuff going on and, and a bunch of gossip going on. So he said, listen, and this is what I love about the story. I could almost hear the orchestra and the choir singing hallelujah behind me. This is what I love. Don't say anything. Because if you say something, here's what will happen. They'll look at me and not my father. So he said to him, don't Say anything. So right then, he lost all focus. What did he do? He went and bragged about what this prophet, is what some were saying Jesus was. That he was just another man. Well, what he was trying to say is, listen, I'm Jesus' only begotten son. And I'm here to represent my father. Well, then all of a sudden, here's what they did. A whole crew of people came running after him. Why? Give me all you can, can all you get, sit on the can. That's what they wanted. Heal me, touch me. I need a touch of you. Just a touch of your garment. Just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it was me, 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 me. So then the ten lepers, as we see in the other Gospels, all of a sudden, we realize that they came running to Jesus. And Jesus reaches out His hand. He touches them. He said, by your faith, you are made whole. 
And then what happens? They all take off running out of there. Woo! They're all excited. Because all of a sudden, everybody that saw that they were lepers and were screaming, You're unclean! All of a sudden, they were clean. They were made whole. See, Jesus wants us to reflect our Father in our lives. And the more we reflect our Father, the more glory He gets. See, it's not about the box. It's not about what's in the box as much as it is the message that goes with the box. So now they're getting the greatest story, the greatest gift of all. Here's what Jesus said. And, and, and I won't go back to Leviticus for sake of time because we've done so much this morning. But I'm going to take God's Word and I'm going to explain it as it says in Leviticus chapter 13. Take some time, read it. But as they were to present Him to the high priest... The priest was to take two birds. He was to cut the one bird, take that blood, put it on the wing, so that that bird would fly. And what it was, it was a symbolic symbol that blood was shed. Do you hear me? That blood was shed for the sinner. Now here's what I love about this story. I love how God the Father works. He said, go to the priest. Because, see, he told the priests, and the priests were following Moses' commandment and his command in the Old Testament. He said, go by the law. But Jesus came, and he died for all of us. And now we're under grace, no longer the law. So he said, go to the high priest, tell him what took place, And be cleansed. Well, what's going to happen with the priest when he says, wait a minute, what just happened to you? Because if he could convince the priest that Jesus Christ was, um, his father was God Almighty, then all of a sudden, when the high priest's heart was transformed, then a lot of people's hearts were transformed. See, Jesus had a ministry of reaching one soul at a time. Unfortunately, people just wanted, they were so enticed and so excited about everything that Jesus was doing that it was that, that touch that changed their life that they lost their focus. Then you have the ten lepers, so we go back. The ten lepers, only one stands to say, I glorify you, Father God. You're the healer. You're the one that will make me whole. Father, today I glorify you. And the other nine skipped away with their jump ropes. Because it was about them to begin with. This morning, I challenge each and every one of you to really look into your heart and into your life. And ask yourself the question, where am I in my relationship? Is it all about me or is it truly about God? We're entering the season of giving. And we realized that it was a touch that transformed, that changed the life of those lepers. But are we so busy and caught up in our life that we failed to realize just what God is doing in and through us? I love what it says in Matthew 
chapter 11, verse 5. Here's John the Baptist, and he asks about Jesus. And they're trying to convince people, listen, Jesus said, listen, what my Father has done, my Father sent me. And he says in verse 5, and we'll go back to verse 4, it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. Because he was speaking to his disciples. Verse 5, it says, The blind receive sight and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear and the dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. But I want to go back to where it said, And the lepers are cleansed. They've been made whole. You know, I know I was raised a Baptist boy, and I may not have a bunch of charismatic behind me, but I know that Jesus heals. And I know that Jesus saves. And I think we have just sat back, and we've said, I don't think I believe. Well, Jesus said, by your faith may you be whole. By your faith may you be whole. And I can't help but get moved when I read His Word and I read the Scriptures and realize that Jesus Christ loved us so much that He gave His Son and died for us. And what a great story that we can share all through a box, all through a message. I know some of you are probably asking and searching within your heart and your life Maybe a question of, where am I? And I noticed as, as I was looking back through my notes from last week and concluding some of these thoughts, the Messiah's command was, listen, don't say anything, but go to the priest. And then we noticed that the leper was disobedient. He lost his focus. What did he do? I'm going to take credit for everything. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how we take credit for stuff all the time? Yeah, look what I've accomplished. Look what I drive. Look what car I have. Look and look and look. It's sad, isn't it? When in all actuality, we need to say, look what God has done. You're sitting in a building right now that the windows were falling, falling in, that there was water gushing down through the center of the basement. When we bought the building six years ago, praise God for what he's done and the people that he's brought to change this building. So that today, we as a family of God can worship with my Nepali fellowship as well as with our fellowship together as we travel around the world and make a difference all because of a touch, all because of love. And I'm going to bring it down to you this morning. When people see your life, are they yelling, He's unclean! She's unclean! Or are they actually saying, There's somebody that's clean. There's someone that's clean. There's somebody that's been touched by Almighty God. Look, Jesus is all over them. I sense it. I can see it. Or have we disappointed Him this week? Have we let Him down? Have we not allowed God to take full control of our life? And have you knelt at the feet of Jesus so that He can 
reach out and touch your life and transform your life. What does this message or how does this message find you today? Are you like this poor leper before he was cleansed, afflicted and devastated by sin? If so, there's hope and hope's name is in Jesus. Come to him and find cleansing for a new life. Have you been cleansed and reminded of just Jesus did for you when he saved you? Are you grateful and, and are you thankful for what he's done for you? And this morning, this would be a good time just to do that. We embark upon Thanksgiving to say, Father God, thank you for how you've provided for me. Thank you, Father, for how you've healed me. Thank you that now I have a God story, not a me story. Maybe like this leper, you have been cleansed, but there are areas of disobedience in your life, and the Lord can't use you to your fullest. Today would be a good day to get down before Him and get that right. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, I want you to know, Jesus cares. And He loves you. He is ready to reach into your life and touch you at the very point of your need. He stands ready to help you if you will simply come to Him in faith as this poor leper did. This morning, simple but truthful. Short but sweet because it comes straight from God's Word. Wouldn't it be amazing to sit around the Thanksgiving table this year and talk about what God's really doing in your life? Do you have a God story this Thanksgiving? Do you have a story that you could say, I have seen God, and I'm sharing it today? If you don't have a God story, kneel before the foot of the cross. Come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ and be made whole. Let His touch transform your life forever. Let's all stand as we pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we come to You today and we're grateful, Father, for Your Word. We're grateful, Father, that we can kneel at the foot of the cross, that we can change our life from where we're at to where we're going. Father, if somebody is here today that don't know You as Lord and Savior, may they come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Father, may they realize that today they can come forward and kneel and allow you to make a difference in their life, to change them, to save them. I love the song, Are You Washed in the Blood? In the cleansing blood of Jesus. Lord, today, cleanse us. Make us whole. Change our life for eternity. Change our life forever. Allow us to realize that everything that is said and done is done to glorify you and to honor you. And Father, as we take this next few minutes to reflect upon your word, help us, Father, to focus solely on you. As we come to you, just as we are. And as we kneel at the foot of the cross, thank you for your blood that was shed for me and for everyone in this room. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.